Hey, hey. Hi, how are you? Good, Good. how are you? Good, just chilling. It's a beautiful day here. Uh, yeah. Of course, pretty much, <laughs> always. <laughs> I know, Orange County is a dream, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks pretty inspiring, to be honest, just seeing it back of your screen. Have yeah. you I'm Melody. Always... I don't think I've ever met you on the top. No, you haven't. I'm Kat. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for joining us for this today. Of course. Yeah. I am stoked. Have you always been in Orange County? Um, well, I was born in LA, then moved to Orange County when I was like seven, and then went to college in New York, went back to LA, and then have been back in Orange County since um, I started at Influence in 2017. Cool. Yeah. It's I my favorite. Believe... <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would ever leave if I ever made it out there. <laughs> are you guys sure. both in, where are you living? I'm uh, in Nashville. Wisdom. Oh, Nashville. Okay, cool. Are you out of Nashville, Wisdom? Yeah. Uh, I'm in Kansas City now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, quite the change of pace from where you are, but that's okay. We're not going to hold it against you. <laughs> um, we do. <laughs> you guys have better barbecue in here. Uh, that's probably true. And that's the same <laughs> for Kansas City, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we want to start, if you're cool with this, with some really easy, rapid questions. Do you feel okay with that? 100%. Okay, so I'm going to read the question. Some of them are funny. Some of them are serious. And uh, then you can just spout off whatever pops in your head first, okay? So, one, if you could collaborate with anyone, who would it be? Dead or alive or just alive? Ooh, I don't know. Is there a rule, Wisdom? <laughs> Dead or alive. Dead or alive. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, actually, she's still alive, I think, now that I'm thinking about it. Carol King. Ooh, great pick. Okay. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would be your dream job? My dream job? I feel like I'm doing my dream job. What would I do? I mean, and it could, <laughs> if it can't be music, I don't know, something by a pool. Yeah. A, a, mm. a bartender at a pool in Mexico where I could just like meet people and be in the sun and make yummy margaritas. <laughs> Sounds pretty great. Uh, I'm just okay. being honest. <laughs> yeah. If you could be any flavor of ice cream, what ice cream would you be and why? Um, cookies and cream with rainbow sprinkles. I like that. Okay. What is something <laughs> that annoys you the most? Um, when people talk over other people. Like they, it's like the kind of people that don't let you finish your sentences ever. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is one of your weird quirks? I always have two different socks on. If I have socks on, I always have two different ones on. On purpose? <laughs> it just happens. It's not premeditated, <laughs> but it's just like, it's so weird. <laughs> That is so interesting. Do you just not put them together? Like no. in your drawer or whatever? Oh. No, I don't. I just okay. kind of like throw them. That's great. That's great. It's a personality thing. People are like, oh, that's cute. She has different socks on. Yeah. Or like my fiance is like, why don't your socks ever have a pair? I'm like, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. 
Two more. Let's just do two more. Um, what's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Um, go outside and make my like Ticino because I can't have normal coffee anymore. But Ticino <laughs> is really good. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. And okay, last thing. Where is the worst place that you could get stuck? The worst place I could get stuck? Somewhere that smells. I'm like a big smell person. So if if it's something smelly, I don't, I mean, I don't know how I'd You would never want to go to like a um, waste field you know, where they take all the trash. I've been, Ooh. I had to go once and like I nearly died <laughs> from the smell. <laughs> I like, yeah, I can't do that. I can do heat. I can do cold, but like a bad smell, you never forget it. It haunts you forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I feel like we learned a lot about you through these questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're great questions. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thanks for answering those uh, rapid fire. Uh, for those um, viewers and listeners later on the podcast that may not be familiar with you and influence music, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do at the label and also, you know, what the purpose of influence music is? Yeah, so I'm um, the director of Influence Music, which is a music ministry indie label out of Influence Church um, in Anaheim Hills. And I songwrite and I sing and I get to be part of all the things that I love. And our purpose, um, our little slogan is creating songs with an eternal shelf life. But mm. yeah, just making music that points people to the Lord. I love that. That's very short and very clear on what you guys are about. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. How long ago did you start at Influence? And what would you say has been like a big highlight for you during that time? I would say, sorry, can you hear the gardeners that randomly started <laughs> next door or no? Here, a little bit of something, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Should I move or can I can you? I think you're good. Yeah. I'm okay. Okay. I'm like, of course, it's quiet. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> start. like always. Um, okay. Your question was, when did I start at Influence? Yeah. Cool. I started like leading worship there every once in a while in 2016, but I was living in LA and like fully in like West Hollywood and never ever thought I'd leave LA, was planning on like spending the rest of my life there. And then the Lord, I got connected to Influence Church, would lead worship there every once in a while. And then it was the end of 2016, like December, that Phil and Tammy were like, we want to, you know, start a music ministry um, and we think you should spearhead it. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, I'm in a publishing deal and doing the whole songwriting, like EDM music and mm. secular music, totally rooted in doing that in L.A., and Phil, who's an amazing pastor and just like entrepreneur, he's like, well, you're not allowed to say no until you pray about it. Mm. And I was like, dang it. And <laughs> I said, dang it, because I knew that God would probably say, leave mm -hmm. LA, leave your management, leave your publisher and go to this random church in Anaheim Hills and move back in with your parents. And it was like, an, in my flesh, it was a nightmare. Um, but... God made it so clear. And mm. so anyways, mm. jumped off the cliff and started at Influence full-time January 2017. Wow. 
So what's been like your highlight um, since then that really, you know, maybe kind of anchors you when you feel discouraged and things like that? Like my highlight at uh, yeah, Church? Yeah, Influence Music, uh, leading, you know, the label. Gosh, um, honestly, the live recording of this last album has probably been my favorite thing we've done and is my highlight mostly because there was so much peace mm. um i think was, we've released three albums two of them have been live the first and then this third one and then the second one was studio and as much as they were incredible experiences and i love them and i loved how they turned out there was always this sense of like needing to prove yourself or like especially for me I was like I left everything so I need this to work out and I think in this third album the Lord just like put so much peace on it and Mm. everything was just like smooth and it was kind of like you know Mm. here's our offering to the Lord and if you breathe on it then great if this is just for your ears only then fine like I don't know it felt really like pure and I loved that Mm. Hmm. That's really cool. What? So when you left LA, you were writing EDM there. Is that what you said? Primarily? Yeah, doing like a lot of pop and like electronic dance music. Wow. Okay. So you go from doing that to writing primarily corporate worship, right now? Yeah. What was that transition like? And even I guess as a songwriter, how do you see those two things as different? Or what? elements you know are you thinking about as a worship songwriter that you're not thinking about in pop or edm and vice versa um i think the main difference well first of all the bible (laughs) (laughs) you know being able to implement the word of god in a very like obvious way in worship Mm -hmm. music is awesome because i think you know those words are more powerful than probably anything i could come up with um in a pop song I think pop, I love pop music and I love like it, it but it's all feelings and emotional mm-hmm. base. It's not necessarily, it's not about declaring truth or leading people into truth or leading people to a higher place. Um, I'd say the purpose of pop is more to like empathize. Like I feel what you're feeling. So mm. that's, I mean, that's why I love listening to pop music or Taylor Swift or Dua Lipa. I'm like, yeah, she feels mm-hmm. what I'm feeling right now. Um, so it's just two different motives and purposes, um, something that I love. And it was really weird. Like during the transition within pop world, you can write a song and then an artist picks it up and it gets used for a purpose that you never intended it to be used for. Mm. Um, or they ended up, end up changing some stuff that makes it like raunchier than you'd like it to be or uh, yeah, there's so many politics involved mm-hmm. where worship music is just kind of like we we write a song. OK, our church catches on to it. Now we're releasing it. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. Uh, so when you, you know, build a label from scratch, I mean, you I'm guessing that that was like your first time doing that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. Uh, like what? lessons have you learned during that process and maybe even now that might help people that are watching this um maybe not make the same mistakes you know and um you know avoid the pitfalls um on their journey um 
I'd say, gosh, get smarter people around you and do not be afraid to ask questions. Mm. Like, I feel like the first year of starting Influence was just question asking and just like calling people and asking how they do things. And there was this attorney who's awesome, who um, was by our church. And I'd be like, okay, I know I can only get this guy for like 30 minutes, but I'm going to make a giant poster board of how I think a label functions and then ask him to correct me. Like, Mm. what parts are we missing? Um, There's no stupid questions. You just have to ask. That's good. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's really good advice too, just kind of in general. Like, with anything that you're starting, especially for the first time, it's like, you're not going to know it all. Totally. Yeah, I still feel very... You know, we're we're an indie. We're a small mm-hmm. church-based label. And luckily, we have great partners around us and people who are way more knowledgeable of the business side than I am. Um, but, yeah, I think just put smart people, put smarter people around them. <laughs> yeah, a million percent. And you guys just had a record come out, right? Yeah, just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song off the record? It changes all the time. There's one that we did with Jonathan Trailer um, mm-hmm. called Jesus. And I think it's one of my favorite songs I've been a part of writing and leading. It's just mm-hmm. super real. And Jonathan Trailer is awesome. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm curious about is, you know, you're pretty involved and connected in the Christian music industry. Um and there's a couple of things that stand out about you uh, versus probably majority of the industry. One, you're a female. And the other thing is you're a minority. I hate using that term, but <laughs> you're a minority. <laughs> uh, so are there things that you've kind of, you know, mm. faced that are challenges that you've had to overcome because of those things? Uh, and are there things that you see from your perspective, you know, be, uh, because of, you know, who you are and, you know, where God's placed you that maybe uh, in the industry other people may not see? Um, I'm laughing at this person who just commented <laughs> and said, she said, LOL. I know, I say LOL. Um, and now you're going to start saying it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say as a, as a minority I'm Mexican and my dad does mariachi music and I grew up doing mariachi music um, or like singing with my dad and stuff. Um, I've personally never experienced racism or seen my dad experience racism. Um, Mm. And I know that that is not everybody's story, but I've never had that. Um, So no, that doesn't affect how I navigate the Christian music world or really any part of my life at all. Um, If anything, I'm just, I get really excited when I can share that with people and like Mm -hmm. send my dad's music or share um, just part of the culture. I think it's so cool. Um, As a female, definitely. Um, And I don't know. It's a really interesting thing to navigate because I think it's a personality thing. Like there's a people pleasing part of me that had to die. Um, because you want to be sweet and it's good to be Mm. sweet and it's good to be kind, but you also have to like create clear boundaries and be assertive. And 
I listened to a lot of different podcasts of like women entrepreneurs. Um, and yeah. And then asked other women who were like killing it in whatever aspect they were part of. There's this woman, um, her name's Ashley Allen and she was working at our church for a while and she was one of the executive producers at NBC and she was, she took me under her wing for like a year and a half and was like, um, like you're the director of this thing like go into that meeting ask for what you want ask don't don't feel mm. guilty or like you're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings or just you know the mm. what did she say she'd say wear a velvet glove with an iron fist mm. she's like you could be gentle and um assertive at the same time mm. wow have you read a book called radical candor no uh, I think you would love that book. It's written from a female like executive that's worked at like Apple, Google, um, and she talks about candor and how important that is uh, with your team, but also you know outside of your company. Um, but also how like candor, radical candor is really lacking, you know, in our culture, and how hard it is for most of us, you know. Totally. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, it. It's really a win-win when we can be, you know, candorous with other people and assertive with other people and not mm -hmm. beat around the bush. Um, and I think, you know, some people can be too assertive where it comes across rude. And then, you know, some people can be too soft. So it's like totally. finding that balance. Yeah. Completely. I don't know why. I think it's a cult culture thing because as Christians, if we are actually following the model of Jesus, he was not like beating around the bush. He was like, yeah. this is what I'm saying. This is what it is. Like he was very straight to the point. And even Paul, I was reading, I was actually reading this this morning and it's in first Thessalonians. I think it's chapter two, but he's like writing, you know, the church in Thessalonia letter. And he's like, you know, us, this is not what the Bible, how it says, this is like <laughs> melody translation. But he was like, you know, we came to you with the gospel and we didn't try to win you over with flattery. Mm -hmm. Like we came with the word and we came with power and that's mm. it. And I was like, dang, they were not about people pleasing. They were just about coming with the gospel and coming with power and following whatever God was calling them to do. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I feel like you're pretty bold on your social media. <laughs> I would say I'm sure you get <laughs> backlash and a lot of you know, interesting comments. Um, how have you been able to, I guess, not care what people think or not worry about what other people think, who might unfollow you or, you know, cancel you and things like that. Totally. Um, well, I think part of that is just how I grew up and my makeup. Like if you think, I don't even think I'm that bold on social media because my <laughs> mom, my mom is like embarrassingly bold. Like, <laughs> Like, calm down. Um, so compared to the people in my immediate circle, I am, I don't feel like I'm that bold. But then when other people comment or message me and they're like, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, really? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, I care what people, I care what people think. Like, I don't care what everybody thinks, but mm -hmm. I think I've had to learn a little bit, like, okay, am I posting this just to um, incite a reaction in someone? Or am I posting mm. this because I believe this is truth and I want to use my platform to um, magnify 
what is true, especially during a time where, gosh, it's hard for us to tell what's up from down because of just how the world is right now. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was like one instance where I was got really in my head, like, shoot, was I wrong for posting this or wrong for posting that? And I just had to turn off my phone for like, you know, mm. 24 hours, just not good on social media or anything and just take it to the Lord. And I felt like, no, that was, you're mm. fine. Mm. You know, um, I think just going to the Lord about it is the most peaceful thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. What, what's something, I know you guys just put ages out, but what's something else that you guys have coming up that you're really excited about? Um, gosh, well, today's an exciting day. We're doing this like air one live worship thing later on this afternoon. Um, so that's happening at two o'clock our time. So 4 PM central we'll be on air one's Facebook live, just doing a worship set. Um, which I think will be really fun. So I'm excited about that. And we're working on kind of like a deluxe version of ages coming out in a few months that has some really cool content on it that I'm excited about. Awesome. Um, Do you get nervous at all when you're doing like a Facebook live (laughs) like that? Yes. I get nervous (laughs) all the time. (laughs) I definitely feel the most myself writing, not necessarily Mm. leading worship. Hmm. Uh, and you guys are still independent as a label, is that right? We're still in what? Independent, like an independent. Yes, entity. we are. Yeah. Uh, so, what made you want to go that route versus you know signing to like a major label? Because I know there was a lot of interest uh, within the industry to sign you guys. Yeah, I think um, we wanted to. We it, everything went so fast. And I think we didn't really know who we were Mm. and it scared us, especially because there was four of us who are worship leading on influence music at the time. Um, And we had all just kind of met each other, you know, like we'd only known each other for less than a year. The, Mm. the, yeah, it's like we knew each other for less than a year. We wrote a whole album together. It came out and then signing these deals, as an entity of four people who hardly know each other, who all have different goals and long-term, you know, Mm -hmm. long-term ambitions. It just seemed kind of like a recipe for disaster. And it seemed smarter to stay independent and be more under like the governance of the church. Mm -hmm. um, Until we really were able to flesh out like, who are we? Who are the people that are staying? What are we doing? Yeah. Hmm. That's true. I'm sensing a theme here. It feels like, uh, like when I hear you talk about really everything on this, on this call, it's always about having other people in your life and in your corner who are helping kind of like guide you who are smarter than you basically. And like, Mm -hmm. even in the, even in the desire to keep it within the church, like to be accountable to this other body who's helping guide you guys and keep this thing pure. Like, I think that's a really inspirational message and something that takes a lot of humility, maybe, you know, to invite that kind of like, I'm bringing all these other people around me who are speaking into what we're doing and trusting that that's like God's called us to do that and that we're going to be better off because of that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that was the motive. (laughs) Just 
Yeah. It's just really cool. I feel like a lot of times you hear people who are like, well, we signed with the biggest label we could because all we cared about was like getting it out there as quick as possible. And it's really cool to hear a perspective that's more like we were wanting to maintain the purity of the thing and kind of figure out what it was before we took any step that was too big, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I'm so happy we did that because it yeah. gave us flexibility. It's like the difference between a speedboat and a yacht, right? Like it takes a really long time to turn a yacht right or left, but a speedboat you can move around really quick. And by keeping it small, we were able to navigate uncharted territory a lot faster and with a lot more agility um, where I feel like if we had gone into like a full blown like record deal or something, it would have gotten too complex for where mm -hmm. we were at. Hmm. Uh, the last question I have is, you know, for maybe people that are listening to this and, you know, they're in church ministry, but they maybe they feel discouraged and a little bit of burnout and, you know, they're kind of like at the end of their rope. Um, what would you say to that person if you were face to face with them right now? Rest. <laughs> Just rest. You're not going to think clearly when you're hmm. exhausted or emotionally drained. Mm. Like, I forget what story it is in the Bible. Oh, maybe it's Lazarus when right after Jesus raises him from the dead, he's like, now go get water and food. Mm. Like, I think there's a huge practical side to this ministry thing that we can miss sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes when you reach the end of your rope, the cure is not, I mean, maybe it is for some people, but for me, the cure has not been, speaking in tongues for three hours. For me, the cure is actually getting a good night's sleep and mm -hmm. waking up and, you know, taking care yeah. of my soul. Um, That's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been reading a lot on that, actually, <laughs> like the topic of sleep and rest and, and like really realizing how important it is um, to everything, you know, and everything from like what you're doing uh, as a career ministry to your family life and all your relationships, you know, and friendships. So, yeah, I think that's huge. And, you know, it's, it is very practical, but sometimes we can over spiritualize that aspect of just exhaustion. You know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Being exhausted will make you feel a whole bunch of weird things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes too, I feel like in church culture, it's almost like, uh, the success of your ministry can equate to how hard you work or how exhausted you are. You know, there's like this tendency of like, if you're not going 80 miles an hour, you must not be accomplishing what we've placed you here to do. And that's just not the case. Mm. Totally. And it just shows like a lack of trust. Like that's what I get convicted of. Like mm. if I'm, cause I've moved fast and you know, can like hustle and all of that, but I'll get into these modes where the Lord is like, where are you? What's your, what's your motive behind this? First of all. And second mm -hmm. of all, like mm -hmm. you're doing, you're going above and beyond because you lack trust, like do what I'm calling you to do and mm -hmm. like trust that I will make a way, mm -hmm. um, which he always has. Like the fact, I mean, our music ministry is we're such babies. Influence music is only, mm -hmm. you know, our first album came out in 2018 and it's 2021. Like we're only a few years old. Um, and that's not because of, I mean, yes, we worked hard, but that's because the Lord opened doors. So, you know, we've seen him do yeah. it. We just have to keep reminding ourselves. Hmm. That's great advice. 
Thank you again so, so much for coming on and talking to us today and just sharing. I feel like you shared so many things that really a lot of people are going to benefit from hearing and probably that people have been needing to hear from someone else. So thank you. Totally. Thank you for having me. It's so nice seeing you again, Wisdom. It's so nice meeting you. (laughs) Yeah, you too. Um, Melody, tell people really quick where they can find you guys if they want to go follow both you and Influence and, you know, how they can find your music and all that. Yeah, um, you can just look up Influence Music on your streaming platform. My Instagram is Melody Noel Music. You probably see it up here somewhere. And then Influence Music Instagram is at Influence Music Official. Um, and we kind of post everything there. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here, Melody. Thank you all for tuning in and watching and or listening to this later. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Thanks. Okay. See ya. Bye. See ya. I'm not going to be able to do that.